the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Get your roll cages ready. It's time for Scoonies UTV Performance Hour. Whether you're out in the desert or riding in the forest, side-by-sides are always awesome to drive in any condition. Scoonies Side-by-Sides in El Cajon is your one-stop shop for everything side-by-sides and more. Scoonies Side-by-Sides is East County San Diego's number one business for side-by-side accessories, service, electrical, graphics, and rebuilds. They pride themselves on top-notch workmanship and quality all the time. To find out the latest on what's going on at Scoonies Side-by-Side, let's tune in to Scoonies UTV Performance Hour. Here is your host, Dave Stahl. All right, folks. Welcome to Scoonies UTV Performance Hour. We got Mark in the house. We want to have a big shout-out to Scoonies. I'm telling you, I was over there the other day. Uh, business has got a little bit of a lull, so this is a golden opportunity to take your unit in. If you haven't done it prior to the desert season, because the desert season is now off and running thanks to Thanksgiving. Well, Thanksgiving's this week. But if you need to have anything done two years side-by-side, whether it be maintenance, oil changes, accessorization, they've got special deals going on uh, with sound systems from Fosgate. They've got all the latest equipment. And you really need to take a run over there. 619-499-7536. We really want to wear out the technicians. And the only way to do that is get your butt over there. How you doing, Mark? Good, good. How we doing? Just get a little closer to the mic. You can pull that thing gotcha. around. So uh, what's been going on with Scoonies? You uh, kind of are getting into other forms of racing. I know Ron's in the Miata class. Your kid's into carding. We've been doing a little bit of everything there, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as Scoonies, we got a big, like you said, a little old now just coming into uh, Thanksgiving. But we had a lot of a lot of people that wrecked some vehicles and uh, some others that need the maintenance. Yeah. So we're, yeah. uh, we're doing appointments, uh, you know, by appointment on the weekend, just trying yeah. to squeeze everybody in to cater to the community. Yeah, because it's – everybody in there. Yeah, and it's tough, too, because, I mean, you know, it's, it's 90% of your customers – Hurry up and wait. Hurry up, yep. Or they yeah. waited and waited and they well, last if something minute. happens on Saturday and, you know, you got it on the trailer already, call us up. Drop yeah. it off on Sunday on your way home and we'll try and get you back out there as soon as we can. And they do pick up and delivery if you have a situation where you just can't take enough time out of your day to to make that happen. All you have to do is give Scoonies a call. Like I said, 619-499-7536. Make an appointment for a pickup and delivery. And they'll be more than happy to come out, grab your rig, and yes, they have the trailer to haul just about every side by side out yep. there, two door, four door, which yep. doesn't make any difference. Indeed, Ron wasn't thrilled with it, but there was the only way he could get that <laughs> stuff in and out. He That's had to right. buy a bigger, bigger trailer. So, what are you seeing in the industry right now with side by sides? What are some of the latest and greatest accessories that are coming out that you're pretty excited about? Like we touched on before, I just think the uh, the newer style K and Ms with the suspension that they brought out seems to be catching everybody's eye. Yeah, most of the time, and seems to be performing pretty well too. Right. Uh, we'll get into some of that with Austin here in a little bit when he gets on because he's a, he's a big Baja One Thousand guy. Just oh, is he on the line right now? 
He should be. Let's talk to him. Hey, Austin, how you doing, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? How, how's it going? Well, you sound pretty bright-eyed and bushy-tailed after running the 1,000. Well, yeah. <laughs> he, what he does is he tracks it, um, and you'll get into that and tell us, but you were up for 37 hours straight. <laughs> That's that why I said? said he sounds pretty <laughs> yeah. bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I, I am starting to come down with a little bit of a cold. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding. Well, it's, yeah, funny, what yeah. adre- it's funny what adrenaline will do, huh? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like I, I used to actually, you know, be in the race doing it and now I'm tracking it from home. And honestly, like it's just as much adrenaline from what I'm doing at home as when I was in yeah. it just about, it seems like. <laughs> well, you, you have a lot yeah. of people. How is it set up? Explain a little yeah, bit. Explain to us about. what tracking at home is all about. Why, what is it and why do you do it? Uh, well, I have a site called Fishgistics, and it's a social media site. We basically, I cover off-road racing uh, and, and everything in off-road, you know, uh, UTVs, everything. But for the 1,000, um, everybody, basically all down the peninsula, this was the longest Baja 1,000 ever. It was over 1,300 miles. Wow. They had a Baja 2,000 one year in the year 2000, and it was almost 2,000 miles, but that was called the Baja 2000. So technically, this year was the longest Baja 1,000 ever. It was the 50th anniversary of it. So... Anyways, basically, it started in La Paz, and it ended in Ensenada. So you go all the way from La Paz north for the first time. It usually goes south. Mm-hmm. So you have people all over the course who are just sending me all kinds of media. They're sending me pictures, video, updates, everything. And then I do tracking for some teams also that are in it. So uh, say you're racing the race, and uh, you give me a list of phone numbers and contacts. Every 15 minutes, we send your race car location and speed out to your contact list. So for however long it takes you to finish the race, every 15 minutes we're uh, we're watching your car. So it it it, uh, it gets up there after a while, you know. <laughs> so how many pretty, how many people on your team? Fun. How many people on your team? Uh, I I only did like 10 this time that, that we were tracking. So I tried. Yeah, but to how many how many of like, you were there? It's me, my wife, and one of my friends that does it, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, yeah. you have. I looked at your page. You got about 70,000 followers. Lord, yeah, yeah, around. it's grown quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I started it um, about seven years ago, and um, yeah, I've just I've kept it super organic. And just if anybody's in the industry, they know what it is basically. And you know, it's it's fun. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. Give people um, some coverage. When I first started doing it, nobody really on social media, you know, was posting too much about racing yet. And if they were, you didn't know where to go to find it. Right. You know, you would see like you know something here and something there. So my goal was to take all these different sources and all my connections that I had from over 20 years of racing with everybody down there and have them all send it to me. And then I post it in one spot. So everybody can just go to my page and just see the whole, everything right there. Just keep it simple, you know? So, and it's, it's caught on and it's done pretty good. So well, and it's a lot of fun. See, and you you know, you bring up a good point. I mean, it's, it's kind of like one of those deals where the need is the need is the need because normally yeah. the Baja 1000, it takes off and you have to wait until it's over and everybody starts covering it where you're allowing people to watch it. I don't want to say lap by lap, but maybe mile by mile. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll all go, uh, I actually go live every hour. Like I'll do a live broadcast on YouTube and Facebook every hour on the top of the hour. And I'll recap the last hour of racing. So if you're down in Baja or you're doing something on the weekend or whatever, you know, like, Oh, it's one o'clock. Let's go watch fishes update. So I jump on and I tell everybody what happened and, you know, anything big happened. I show everybody who's leading every class and then that takes about 20 minutes and then I go off until the next hour and then gather all my information and come back and do it again. So, so where'd you come up with it? Where'd you come up with the name? Yeah, I was just uh, it was actually 
So my, my nickname was on uh, on an old message board on racedesert.com. Yeah. Uh, it was fish it was fish dude because when I signed up I used to be all into fishing and I was always fishing all the time so my nickname was fish dude. So that's just what I put on racedesert.com and then when I would go to races people would just know me as fish dude and then it just got shortened to fish. So that's my nickname now is fish. So then my friend was like when I was talking about starting this new, you know, company and doing this media coverage Somebody was like, what did you call it? Uh, fish Gistics. So it's like Fish Logistics, but right. it's Fish Gistics. That is so and I was like, well, that name sounds really stupid, but I like it because everybody will, will uh, remember it. You know? Now your, your tracking system, you nicknamed the Fish Finder, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah, we have Fish Finders. <laughs> yeah. Next thing <laughs> yeah. you're going to tell me is your fishing boat probably has the same name on the back end of it. Or you probably don't even yeah. fish. I, I, I do. I fish all the time, actually. But I'm smart enough not to own a boat. I go on my friend's boat. There you go. Ah, <laughs> ah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is so yeah. funny. Hey, well, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to the fish and Mark on Scoonies UTV Performance Hour, FM 961 AM 1170. The, uh, the answer. Folks, welcome back to Scooty's UTV Performance Hour. Right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Got Mark in the house, and we are having such a great time. We got Fish on the line. He uh, follows. Uh, fi- uh, so, I guess his name. Do we want to call him Fish? <laughs> it's awesome. He can call it Fish. Everybody does. Okay. <laughs> so, what other races do you cover besides the Baja 1000? Do you do the 500? The 250, Felipe 250. District 38 you cover. Yeah, District 30. So how many different races do you actually cover? So I cover all of the score uh, series, which is the ones that you just listed. San Felipe, uh, the 400, the 500, and the 1,000. And then I also cover um, Best in the Desert series, which is a U.S. Uh, based series okay. um, that's up here in the United States. And then I kind of post uh, just from random different uh, events also. The, the, the main ones that I do are the score series and the best in the desert series. Those are the ones that I do my hourly updates for. Okay. And then everything else, I'll just kind of post content as it gets sent to me. But I don't specifically do hourly updates for all the other stuff. What about King of the Hammer? Uh, yeah, I actually go to King of the Hammers, and I'm one of the uh, commentators at King of the Hammers on their live show there. Okay. So I go there and do that for them there. So, Mark was telling me off-air, and that's what I love, why the off-air show is always better than the on-air show, uh, <laughs> that you had a kid that you followed, flew in from Australia, bought a new motorcycle, yeah. slid some tires around his midsection, and hit the road, and finished. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he became... Uh... He became quite the story, yeah. and uh, and there's there's more to it. I think we're going to try to get him up in San Diego this week. So stay tuned. I'll let you guys know if we do. Oh, but fun. yeah, so so I started I started doing my my hourly updates, and I didn't even know about this kid. And then all these comments start coming in because I was I was showing the Pro Moto Ironman class, and that's a class where it's the same rider the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. A guy starts on a bike and he rides the whole time. There's no co-driver, you know, nobody mm-hmm. else gets mm-hmm. on the bike. It's the same guy. So this guy is that the first two guys are kind of pulling away from everybody. 
And, and the second place guy, people start commenting on my feed. They're like, hey, you need to check this guy out. Like, he just came over here from Australia, and, like, they started telling me his story. So I looked it up a little bit, and there wasn't really too much on it. But I found a little bit about him, and it was like, yeah, like you said, it, it sounded like he, he came over here. He's from the Netherlands, so he's Dutch, but he lives in Australia. Mm-hmm. And he flew, he flew over here, and he bought a used bike. I think it's a 2015 KTM uh, 500. He bought it used, and then him and his buddy put saddlebacks and, like, ca- camping gear and everything on their bikes, and they rode from San Diego down to La Paz on the bike he was going to race. Yeah. So they stopped along the way in the dirt and they just were camping. They did some parts of the course, but they were going backwards at that point because they were going south. You know? Right, right. So, they, so then they got down there and he goes, to, he goes to enter the race and he didn't have any tires because the tires that he tried to ship down there never showed up. Mm. So, then he's, so then he was on the Internet looking for tires in La Paz. So then that started like getting more attention, right? Because people are like, why is this guy looking for tires? You know, doesn't he have that? Mm-hmm. So then it kind of snowballed from there, and then people started realizing what was going on. So he finally, he got enough stuff. Uh, he got tires, and then he couldn't pass tech because he didn't have a dry brake fuel system on his bike, which is part of the requirements. So then he had to find a fuel tank that was legal in La Paz, and then he had to fix his bike because all the weight from his saddlebags had like broken the frame in a couple spots, I guess. Wow. So he had to, he had to fix the bike down there and he barely passed tech like the night before the race started. So it was pretty crazy. This right. how the story came about. Yeah. That sounds so, like a movie. And you talked about classes yeah, there. Oh, totally. You talked about classes. He's yeah. an Ironman class. What's the status with side by sides down there? What classes are they running? So they have quite a few actually. They, they have um, like the, the top class is the pro UTV open class. That's basically um, anything goes in that class. You can, that's where all the pro R's race in that class, the gotcha. Polaris pro R's. Mm-hmm. They, they race in that class. And then the top forced induction class is the pro UTV forced induction class. That's what it's called. That's where most of the Can-Ams race. There, there is nothing stopping the Can-Am from racing in the open class. They are legal. But obviously the pro R can't race in the forced induction class because it's not a forced induction car. Mm-hmm. So the, those, are, those are the top two cars or the top two classes that compete down there. And then they do have they do have a stock class also, so they have a pro stock UTV class, and it's kind of like stock is used real loosely in the term <laughs> stock, <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> but you, you are a... allowed to do like aftermarket arms and a couple things to it, but it is mostly stock. <laughs> and you have a pro R, yeah. right? Yeah, I do. I have a pro R. Yeah. Gotcha. That's amazing. Hey, we uh, one of the listeners just called in, and all all she said was, "Ask fish." About the Flying Dutch. And I think that was the guy, yeah. right? Is that, that him? The guy that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay, this, okay, okay. This, this, guy, this guy has gotten more attention than the winning <laughs> trophy truck team of the Baja 1000. Like, this, is, this is all that anybody is talking about That's at this awesome. point is this guy and his story. How I mean, old he, was he? he How- and the, the, he's 31. I heard an interview to finish, and he's 31. And, and the best part about this was he had no idea – how much attention he was getting because none of this happened until after he was already racing. Right. You know what I mean? So, so he's on the course and he has no idea that he's literally blowing up on the internet. So he's coming into pits and people know who he is and he has no idea why all these people are super excited for yeah, They're running up to right? him, giving he's him tacos like, and water. Oh and yeah. Like feeding him and everything. And he's like, yep. oh, all right. Yeah. yeah he, he was stopping in random people's pits and they were literally feeding him food. And that's what some of the things were that blew it up. There was pictures that we got from some of the pits and, and they're like, Hey, check out who just stopped in our pit for food, yeah. you know? And then it just started snowballing from there. That, so it was, it was, was this fun. his, was yeah. this his first Baja? 
It was his first yeah. Baja race. I believe that he rode in Baja before with his friend that rode down there with him on this trip. Right. He had never raced. Uh, he had never raced in Baja before. He has done other races. Uh, uh-huh. I looked at his at his Facebook, and he has done other races in other parts of the world, but he's never raced in Baja before. Isn't so, and, and honestly, f- there's nothing that that compares to Baja racing, really. Right. You know? And he finished. He did, and he was doing really well for most of the race too. He was in second place for about half of the race. It was <laughs> awesome. pretty impressive. My, yeah, gosh, yeah, yeah. Out of thirty in his class or whatever it was, there was a lot in the pro Ironman class, and he was literally second. He didn't even have a GPS on his bike. <laughs> he had no GPS. He was only following the markers on the track. It oh, was crazy. Wow. <laughs> that is yeah. insane. Yeah, exactly. And then, so, so anyways, when, by the time he got to the finish. He had needed he had needed some parts. So so on my site, I, we found out that he needed a wheel. Like his front wheel was was totally bent and just done, and he didn't have a spare wheel anywhere. Of course, sure, right? Sure. So pe- people people realized that he needed a wheel. So he came into this pit at one spot, and some random person had a wheel for that bike because they were probably racing one too. Sure. And they just gave it to him. You know. So he, so all these people were just joining together wow. to make sure that this guy made it to the finish line, which was pretty cool. What? And then he got to the finish line, yeah. and and it was it, it was at one in the morning when he got there. And there was more people at the finish line when he finished than almost anybody else. They all knew he was coming in. So he's like, what the heck is going on here? You know, like, why are all these people here? And they're all cheering for him. And they're running down on the street and high-fiving him. And it was like, it was pretty cool. Doesn't that kind of remind you of Burt Monroe, you know, in The Fastest Indian? I mean, you know, oh, yeah. same, same mentality, you know, had no clue. I know it, he went to Bonneville, and this kid did the Baja but that is everybody, and, you know, and, and there it goes to show you how great the off-road community is. That they'll take exactly. a guy that has nothing, and just the thought that he went and did that event. I mean, he had no chase team, he had no food lined up, he, he didn't have anything. Yeah, and yeah. you're getting all that yeah, information. He was, stopping, he was stopping. He was stopping at some Baja pits, which were who were giving him fuel, which is like a pit service down there, right? And then he said he also stopped at some OXO, which is like an AMP, a mini mart along the way. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, when he would go on the highway sections, he would see a store. He would get in there and get a snack real quick or something. <laughs> and you were getting all that information just like everybody like DMs you during the race, right? And keeps you kind of shooting oh, yeah. all their stuff. Yeah, and, and that's what made this whole thing so cool, too. Like, the power of the Internet nowadays. If this had happened 10, 10 years ago, no, nobody know. would know about this guy until a week after the race, right? right? But now everybody has a Starlink on their car, too. So all the, all the pit crews at, at, along the whole race course, they're all watching the Internet knowing about this now because they have full service down there with Starlink right. everywhere. Uh, so how much, so it's, well, it's how much traffic cool. was coming through to you and your DM with you and your, your wife and your buddy just trying to track all these things at this race? Yeah. Oh, it's, it was, this race was insane. It's the most that DMs I've ever had. Like, literally, when I would go live and do my 20-minute update, I wouldn't be on my phone for that, right? I'd be doing my update. Right. After I was done and I'd go back to my, you know, my inbox, it would, there would be 50 to 100 DMs just in that 20 minutes that I was doing my update. Wow. Like, wow. It, was, it was insane. Yeah. Part of that is because everybody has internet now, you know, right. down there. All right, so so here's yeah. the deal. This is the radio slash TV guy talking. You know, yep. prior to anything that you got coming up, if you know any scheduling, you need to send me an email, and so I can get you on air prior to the race, 
Because nothing I'd like better than to wear you, your wife, and your buddy totally out. <laughs> Again. Again. If, and I mean, yeah. really. And next thing you know, you're going to have a fleet of 20 people having to work the phones and their, and, and what have you. Because this is oh, I know. what a great idea because that's one of the downsides to off-road racing participation yeah. of the fans you you, you can't participate because you don't one no. you don't know where they're at and i mean i do a lot with the rebel rally and yeah you could follow people on a map your little dots on a map but i think what yeah. you're doing is way better i mean you're doing color commentation you're doing you know blow by blow and if somebody wants to stay up all night and be with you they can yeah, and, and that's the best part is I go live every hour of the whole race. So, like, this race, I went live 24 times, so 24 hours in a row. Wow. And, and people were up, you know, during the middle of the night, you know, at 2, 3, 4 in the morning. People are still up there watching and commentating, and, like, wow. it's, it's really fun. And, and I, I'll, I'll do both. I'll show the map with dots on it yeah. to show where everybody is, and then I'll talk about any actual updates that I have, too, that's more than just what you're seeing on a map, you know on the screen yeah and yeah. It, it, it makes it more exciting for everybody and, and and i'm thinking here you know like and heaven forbid i don't even like talking negative but let's say somebody has an incident yeah. and the family doesn't know what happened to their daughter or their son in the race you could be a conduit and say you know truck 39 had a rollover everybody's fine truck is destroyed not to worry you know, and it's things like that, which I think would be a great yeah. asset to, to the I sport. Think you, you do have a direct line to score for that kind of incident, don't you? Yeah, that's exactly exactly what you said is what I do. That that is one of the things that I do. And this race, actually, there was an incident, and um, there is a bike rider still in the hospital. Hopefully, he's going to make a, a a full recovery. But there wasn't a rider that went down. Yeah, uh, one of the lead bikes. He was he was in second place at that time, I believe. He went down really hard right before dark. And part of the problem in Mexico is you're not allowed to fly a helicopter at night. Mm. So he went, he crashed in the literally the most remote section of the whole course where there's like That's no the access time. to it. There, there's at the worst time right before dark. Yeah. And he was in there for hours until they were able to get him out. Yeah. It was, it was not a good situation. So I was, I was aware of what was going on and right. I was trying to coordinate because I knew where certain pit, pit teams were mm -hmm. and, and they were at an access road. So I was able to call them thanks to Starlink. Everybody has Starlink now. Sure. So I was actually able to call a pit team down there. And it was actually the McMillans. They're from San Diego. Sure. Um, we were able to, we were able to get a hold of one of the McMillan crew. He was able to get to the guy with his Raptor and he was able to get him out to the access road to where their chase crew was finally able to come in and get them. Wow. So it was, it was a pretty bad situation. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. But, but just think, if it hadn't have been for you and your and and what you're doing, you know, I mean, if you hadn't have been there to to coordinate this, you know, the end result could have been really a lot different than what you're telling us right now. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, and there's a few people. There's, there's a guy called uh, Weatherman Scott Steinberger that kind of does the does the same type thing during the race. So I was, you know, talking to him, and then mm -hmm. he's talking to Score. And, you know, we have score ops, and they have some ambulances here and there. So it takes a lot of people to coordinate everything. Yeah. But it definitely it definitely helps being, like, you know, knowing who's where on the course and who can help with what. Because after night in Baja, it gets gnarly down there. Yeah. You're literally on your own. Yeah, totally. You know, there's, no one, there's no one coming to help you in Baja at night. All right. You well, know? Hey, so hang, it's, it's hang with us. we got to take another break. Unfortunately, got to pay the bills. <laughs> and we got a whole lot more questions to ask you when we come back. Right here on Scoonies UTV Performance Hour on FM 961 AM 
folks. Welcome to Scooney's UTV Performance Hour. Right here on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. We got Mark in the house, the other half of Scoonies. Probably the better looking half, but that's another story. <laughs> and we are having just an amazing show today. Uh, we ran into a gentleman by the name of Austin. Yep. I and, tell you, a mutual friend of mine, Jason Cagle, who you've uh, yeah. worked with, Matthew Cagle, his son races. He hooked with you my up. Son. And uh, yeah, Jason said, hey, I, I said, I need some content for radio. And he said, call the fish. Call so the here, fish. Here and we, we got the fish. <laughs> so let me ask you this, uh, Austin. Uh, do you have any sponsors that help you do this? Because I know you're passionate, but good God, 24 hours a day, you got to make a couple bucks to pay for the equipment and the Starlink and all that. Do you have anybody that helps you get on air? Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah, I, I have I have a few sponsors that have been with me from the beginning, and then I've picked up a few more throughout the years. So it's not I'm not becoming rich or anything, but it does help to, like, yeah. like you said, provide for the equipment. And, and let me go have some fun in the desert, you know, in my Pro-R and stuff every once in a while. <laughs> well, you're going to so. have to tell us who your sponsors are so you can send this show to them and said, hey, look, I gave you some love on the only <laughs> off-road show in San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Well, KMC KMC Wheels is my is my title sponsor. They've been with me since the beginning, okay. so they're definitely a big help. Um, Polaris is also one of my sponsors, and then uh, I have uh, BF Goodrich Tires. Uh, I'm trying to think of everybody right now. King Shocks. There's there's a whole bunch that have jumped on board. F and L Racing Fuel was on there. Uh, Boxo Tools. Just a lot of good good companies in the industry, you know. And and I, it's funny because I. I do, I'm not doing it for the money, and I don't no, really no, care no, no, about no. the money part. But I've had some companies come up that like that I know are not top companies in the industry, and yeah. have tried to be a sponsor. And honestly, I'm not interested. I've no. turned them down. You know, like I, I don't like telling people that something's good or this or this if it's not. You know, so it's, it's kind of funny because I do have some sponsors that I've turned down, and they're like, "What do you mean?" You know, like, "Well, oh. sorry, like that's not my style." You know. See, I am <laughs> so. exact. I've been doing radio for almost 30 years. And I yeah. probably turned down more than I've accepted uh, because, it, yeah. it, well, it's your reputation. And if, exactly. you're, if your reputation gets out there that you're taking yep. on a sponsor that put, provides either a, a bad service or a bad product, yep. your, your life expectancy is going to be very short-lived. I'm dragging yep. this out of you right now because you wouldn't normally say it, but I'm doing that. <laughs> to let people know that when they listen to your site or if they watch your YouTube or if they listen or, or get around you any way, shape, or form, if you're providing a, a service through your sponsors, it's because they're the right people. That's why I've got Scooby yeah. sitting here. You know, there's a lot of side-by-side yeah, -side shops in San Diego. I'm going to hear to tell you. There's a lot of them. Oh, yeah. And when I had an opportunity and I met Mark and Ron, I knew these were the folks – that I wanted to be a partnership with. The only thing is, they don't like my Honda Talon 1000X. It's fine. It's now, you already shop. told me you should get a real side by side. Busy in the shop. Yeah, you, you, gotta, you gotta put a turbo on it. You gotta put a turbo exactly. on it to keep up at least, right? <laughs> oh, you. But I got a real transmission. Yeah, that's yeah, true. that's what everybody with a Honda says. Like, oh, oh, that's yeah, so right? brutal. You are so. But where, mean. where do you but head out and ride? Where do you usually head out and ride, Austin? Yeah, where, yeah, where do you um, go? I go to I go to Ocotillo Wells. Um, we have a place out there on my buddy's property out there. So that's the number one place that we go is Ocotillo Wells. We have got a place off Split Mountain there, um, and then I go all over the place. I'll go to Baja. Uh, I usually go to Baja and pre-run the Baja 500 every year just for fun. <laughs> I'll go down with a couple racer friends sure. and we'll go pre-run the Baja 500 in, in the UTVs and everything. 
And then I also do a yearly trip out to Sand Hollow, Utah, out to that area in Hurricane and uh, or Hurricane, whatever it's called correctly. Yeah. And uh, and we go out we go out there every year too, and that's that's always a lot of and fun. And I was looking at so I was like, much, actually looking at that. I'm sorry, I was just looking at that too. The Hurricane Utah is that the the Utah or the side by side takeover that you go to? Um, you know. I do not like going to those events. There is too many people there, and it's a freaking dust bowl. Right. You know, and it's just, I, I, when I go to the desert, I like going and riding and actually riding and not just, you know, being in a line of cars and dust everywhere and dealing with that, you know. Right. So even when we go to Octavia Wells, I go, on the, I go on the off weekends, but when we go on the main weekends, we stay over on the county line side of the road. You know, man, we don't go over to the park man, even. There's too man, many people. Man after my own heart. I'm going to have Mark or Cagle send you my contact info. Because yeah. you know an awful lot of off-roaders, and everybody needs publicity, again, for sponsorship. And I'd, yeah. I've got the number one watch TV uh, shows here in San Diego. More than happy to put any of the folks that you send my way on TV. We can give them radio. I also do a motorsports show. I do six hours of radio. I don't do 24. I, yeah, but you know what? Well, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It goes by like a nanosecond. I learn a lot. I meet some unbelievable yeah. people. So I'll make sure Mark sends you my contact info, and let me help you uh, get that your site and everything on the map, even if it's not already on the map. How long have you been doing this, yeah. by the way? How many years? Uh, I've been off-road racing since I was 16, and I'm 39 now. Okay. And then I started I started Fishgistics. Um, seven years ago. And prior to that, I worked for um, Race Desert for a few years doing uh, doing the same type thing, kind of, like, mm-hmm. off, you know, off-road message board stuff. Okay. So I've, I've been in the industry since I was 16, you know, so mm-hmm. over 20, what is that, 25 years, 24 years, something like that. Yeah. So, What'd you race? Yeah. Uh, I've raced everything from a home-built pre-runner Toyota truck that I built in my parents' garage. And that's how I know Jason, actually, Jason Cagle, because he had one also, and we used to race against each other back in the day in the MDR series. <laughs> right. So that, that was where we started. And then um, after that, I've raced everything from uh, Class 11 all the way up to Trophy Truck. Wow. So, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> that's so sure. you're not only walking the walk, you can talk the talk. Yeah, and I think that's kind of why a lot of people like you know what I'm doing too yeah. because I know what I'm talking about. You know, and I'm not trying to be big headed at all. But no, like, no, 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 it, no. It is it is nice to know that somebody knows actually what they're talking about. You know, because yeah. there's a lot of people out there trying to be social media influencers uh, nowadays or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not my style. No. So. I, I'm right there. Yeah. I'm right there with you. And now me, on the other hand, I'm the guy. I'm I'm the dummy in the room because see, I don't know <laughs> half of what it, most of my my people I bring in. They know way more than I do. So I get to be the dummy. You know, there's always that listener yeah. out there that would like to ask a question but won't ask it because they don't want to feel stupid. <laughs> I am a pro at being stupid. <laughs> I can ask all the dummy questions you want, and because of it, I can get some of the greatest stories out of my guests, and it's all for my listeners. It's, that's, all, that's the only reason I do it. And I, I think it's – I'm, I'm so thrilled that Mark uh, – or actually, Cagle was – Nice enough to turn you on to us because you're going to be a, you're definitely going to be a regular in our group to to keep the folks uh, informed. If nothing 70, else, seventy thousand followers that saying there's a desert community out there following. Yeah, something. think there's a desert community <laughs> yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah that, exactly. And 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 that's what's funny too because some people are like, oh, I have you know five hundred thousand oh, followers. Yeah. It's like okay, cool. You probably bought four hundred thousand. Ah! You know what I mean? Like I've I've never paid for a single follower on my page. I don't care how many people follow it. It's not about the numbers. It's yeah. about the content. You know? Boy. <laughs> so, are you yeah. are you sure you're not my son? 
because you and I are really on the same page. Because people ask me all the time, how many viewers you got? I said, well, I haven't yeah. bought any, so I don't know really, I can't really tell. Because I don't even care. I don't look. Exactly. I, I, I don't yeah. care. That's not what's yep, important. Yep. It's all about the content, you know, and the more exciting yep. people I can find, and, and like yourself, and the, like the Kegels. <laughs> and I would love to get a hold of that kid on the motorcycle from Australia. What a great show yeah. that would be. So- so I'm actually he's uh, he was actually DMing me just a second ago when we were on the phone here. I'm trying. He's coming back up here uh, tomorrow, and then he's going to fly out Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying, and this will be the first time I've heard about this, and it's not official yet. I'm trying to put together a little party down in San Diego by the airport, maybe at an OG's or something oh, down there cool. um, uh-huh. on Tuesday, like Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday evening. And everybody can come meet the guy, and he said he's down. So I just have to get it. Uh, I guess have to get it coordinated. But that might be kind of fun. Well, you're going to have to reach out to me. Uh, you got a pencil? Uh, yeah, somewhere. Or just text it to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have your number. How am I going to? Okay, okay, you're going to do it. Because what I'll do yeah. is I'll, yeah. I, I've just got one of these little hand recorders. I'll come down yeah. and just sit down and interview him. You know, And then that way I can yeah. re-air that on the show. Exactly. That's yeah. the point. Yeah, because there's so many people that want to talk to this guy, and, he, and he's leaving on the 23rd to go back to Australia. So I was sure. like, you know what? Let's just try and get him to come to a party at a little yeah. fun place, have some pizza and beer, and everybody can talk to the guy. You know, what a so, cool. we'll, we'll see. Hope, hopefully, it works out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we'll just delay the plane. I mean, it's not hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it's only Thanksgiving too this week, so no yeah. big deal, right? How bad? How, how bad could that be? Yeah. How bad could that yeah. be? Nobody's traveling. Yeah, nobody's <laughs> traveling. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. So, so you're yeah. not so you're not competitive right now. You're not doing any racing competitively. That I find which I find hard to believe. I, I was uh, last year. My friend had a seven truck, a seven open truck, which mm-hmm. is basically a mini a mini truck, but it was a full tube chassis build. Sure, um, it was a pistol peat store in Baja Light. We were we were racing that, and then that got sold. I'm working on getting a UTV right now to go race next year. So we're going to do some UTV racing next year again. Get a get a Honda Talon one thousand X. Get a Honda Talon one thousand X. No, what are you, we what are you doing to the UTV? Oh, wait a minute! What did I just hear him say? He wants to win. We want to win. Oh, you're hurting me, brother. You're hurting me. What UTV are you building? Yeah. What are you gonna, What are you doing to it? It's it's most likely going to be a two seat Pro R, and we're going to build it for the Nora series next year. Because uh-huh. I can't. The problem is I can't go race Score because I have to cover it. Right. 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 So I can't go race it. Right. So I can race Nora, which is super fun yeah. that I've heard. And um, we're also going to do King of the Hammers. I'm going to do the Desert King of the Hammers race, not the Rock race. Right. I don't right. Really right. Like the Rock gotcha. stuff. So so you've never so, yeah, we'll so you that. see now I when Nora started back up again I don't know how many years back. I was the announcer for three years with Perlman, okay. with Perlman who yep. put that together. And I yeah. tell people all the time, if you you know, if you're an old time racer or if you just want to have fun, you need to do the Nora. Yeah. And I I talked exactly. to I talked to Walker Evans uh, one year and he had the best comment about Nora. He said, You know, this is the first time I actually got to see the scenery. <laughs> He said, this was fun. Uh, Bay of right. L.A. to Loretto to La Paz. Yeah, and, and yeah. I we were there, and there were father-daughters. There were father-sons. And, you know, because even though people are extremely competitive, don't let them kid you, I think the yeah. Nora is probably one of the best vintage races out there. So yep. you, you are yep. going to have such a good time, dude. I'm telling you. Yeah, I can't wait. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I did I did a um, I did a trip with Cameron Steele this ah. year, um his trail his trail emissions trip and it was a UTV trip this year for the first time. Um he did it with UTVs. And um, it was funny because it was a Can-Am trip, and I was the only one with a Pro R or Polaris on the trip. It was actually, a, you know, everyone else was in Can-Am. So I was like, oh, man, my, my car cannot break on this trip. You know, like, I'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> hey, well, if you go so, next year, I'll let you borrow my Honda 1000 there <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Be, be nice now. we got to take a break. This is FM 96, yeah. Ron Ave, 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to Scoonies UTV Performance Hour. This is FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Only off-road show you're going to find in San Diego County. And we want to thank Scoonies for being part of it. But right now, we have got the fish on the line. We got Austin. He uh, runs a site called Fishgistics. If you're uh, into off-road racing of any kind, uh, all you need to do... uh, Austin, I mean, are you able to, like, subscribe to your site so people will get alerts yeah. when you're doing things? Yeah, you can, if you go on Facebook, you can, uh, you can subscribe to live alerts. So when I do my live hour, the things you can do it on there. Or okay. you can go on the YouTube page, and uh, it's Fishgistics on YouTube also, and you can subscribe to uh, alerts right. on there, too. Okay. Yeah. And, and then that way, everybody will be able to stay in touch and know what's going on. And, and you know, like Mark and I were just talking off air you know, I still can't overemphasize what a great service you provide for the racing community so people can, the fans can keep an eye on what their drivers are doing and the families can as well. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the whole point of it. You know, let uh-huh. everybody know what's going on because off road racing, like you said earlier, it's, it's hard to follow. Like, especially this last uh. race, 1,300 miles all spread out a peninsula. They don't go over the same section twice. How, how do you cover that? You know? Yeah. You, you, it's, it's really tough to cover that. You can't have cameras every mile of 1,300 right. miles. You know, it's not like NASCAR going around a circle in front of you or something, you know. Yeah. Is that so a Roger it, Norman really thing? Tough. Is that a Roger Norman thing? Was he the one that came up with the 12, I mean, over? Because I just did a report on TV, and all the research I had done, I think the most they ever did prior to this race was 800, 900 miles. Um, it depends. So when they do the loop Baja 1000, where it starts and ends in Ensenada, it's like <laughs> one big loop. Those are normally around 800 to 900 miles. Right. When they do the, when they do the full peninsula run, which is about every three years, they normally do the full peninsula run. That is usually about 1200 miles. Okay. When you, right. when they do that one, right. but, but it's a little easier terrain. Most of the time they go down the beach section, um, mm-hmm. below Ensenada usually. And it's much easier than this, this time. What made this one really tough was when they came north, they went on the San Felipe side, and you had to run. You basically did the San Felipe 250 at the end of the Baja 1000. Oh my so you went 1,000 miles, and then you got to the bottom of Matomi Wash at San Felipe, and you had to do the whole San Felipe course, basically. So you had 300 <laughs> miles to go through San Felipe and back oh, in, which was gnarly. God. Yeah. So I got to ask. Yeah. So it was one of the gnarliest ones ever. We're in a ra- radio studio here. You know, these got control panels and what does your control system look like yeah what yeah what do you you got going on at your home base (laughs) must have a smoking iphone 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, you would be surprised if you saw what, what I had going on. People, you know, if people don't know that it's just me doing it, like at my house, literally in my den, like that I've set up as a computer room, like people would never believe it, you know, like <laughs> I, I, I think I have eight or nine screens going between all the different monitors and then the TVs everywhere. And then I have, you know, the per- my wife is sitting at a computer with two screens behind me. My friend is sitting on the side of me with two screens at his computer. So, yeah. Oh, you want to know the best part about this race, the Baja 1000? Ah. So we're, we're, the Baja 1000 is starting, and I'm ready to do my first live update, right, at 9 o'clock in the morning. So I start, I start the feed. I start rolling the commercials, and we get to the second commercial, and the power goes out at my house. <laughs> and, oh. and the power's out. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me right now? Like the power has not gone out of my house in years. And then I look it up and it's like a, it's like an Escondido power outage. I'm like right at the start of the biggest race of the year when everybody is tuned in, I was like, Oh my God. So I had to run out to the garage and get our battery, uh, like little jetpack things and everything that we have to, uh, and hook everything up to batteries. And then I'm like, what am I going to do for internet? Cause the internet wasn't working. Yeah. And then I'm like, Oh, I got a hotspot. So I literally jumped on the hotspot and, and was able to do my update with one screen in front of me, which was really hard to do because all I had was my laptop screen. Uh, you know? So it was it was it was and, hard. And what is what are each of you guys doing throughout the race when you're doing? Are you just collecting data? Your wife's on one side collecting it and getting. Yeah, but then you got to put it all together. Yeah, what what do you guys actually yeah. pulling together? So my, my wife and my and the person that I hired, it's usually my friend Robbie Hendrickson. He's a racer too. Um, they're usually doing the tracking for the teams that I do on the side. That's kind of like a side business that I do is the tracking thing. Right. So they'll they'll be they'll be tracking usually four to five cars each. So they're the ones that are watching where the cars are and sending those updates to those team members. So I don't do any gotcha. of that tracking. There's no way I could even keep yeah. up with that stuff. So they're doing that, and then I am literally combing through social media looking for things. I'm trying to keep up with my inbox and I'm doing text messages and my phone is literally on fire. Like I'm waiting for it to start on fire one day because it's so hot because I have to have it plugged in the whole time or else the battery's dead in two seconds, you know, with the amount of stuff that's going on on it. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear it for Topo. Hey, let's hear it for Topo Hard Cider, too. (laughs) Yeah. Kegel just sent me a picture of a... Kegel just sent us a picture. (laughs) Oh, there you go. See the setup? Yeah, Yeah, the setup. Jeez, Louise. Hey, you need to get a generator, and you need to have it plug into your system in your house so that thing will stay fired up. I know. I have a little one, you know, like a camping one, but not one that runs the house, but I I should. Generac, (laughs) and you need to get Generac to sponsor you. Have them there you hook go. A, Perfect. Hook, hook a whole system <laughs> yeah. up to your to your house. So what's your yeah. next what's yeah. your next what's your next event coming up? Is that going to be Nora? No, you're not doing um, Nora. You're Rice. No, the, the, yeah, the next event that I'll be going to or covering is, is going to be King of the Hammers probably in, in oh. end of January, oh. early February. Yeah, okay. and I'll be doing the, the I do the commentary for the desert races out there on gotcha. their show. Gotcha. So, yeah, so I'll be doing that. And then the next one for me will probably be uh, not anything until San Felipe. Okay. Um, that'll be the first race of next year that I'll be covering for a score. Okay. It'll be San Felipe. But in between, you know, I'm always covering everything. Actually, the uh, I take that back. The Dakar Rally, I do cover the Dakar Rally also. Oh, wow. So th- that will be, that'll be coming up at the end of the year. I kind of just do um, posts on that one. I don't do any, like, live updates or anything. But I try to, when the guys are racing, I try to keep track of where they are and who wins the stage. And I, I try to follow the Americans that are racing in that, at least. You know who I should hook you up with is Emily Miller from the Rebel Rally. I, I know Emily. Yeah, she could use your services. I mean, for what you do. Yeah, I mean because I mean yeah. she she does a phenomenal job anyway. But I think you would just be an added bonus. 
Yeah, she. I actually know Emily because she does the King of the Hammers uh, right. stuff also. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I know her through that. But yeah, she does the Rebel Rally is pretty cool. Yeah, the Rebel Rally, however yeah. you say it. She's yeah. a cra- that's a crazy yeah. lady, man. For what she put together, she is a crazy lady. I mean, to be able to put this thing together, my co-host, yeah. who's on uh, Dirt Radio with me, uh, that was just on before you came on. I mean, she actually went down and bought her own Jeep and entered the race. And did yeah. a phenomenal job. If she would have quit helping people, she'd have done a lot better. And the car <laughs> manufacturers get involved, you know, for journalists, female journalists, engineers that work for the companies. I mean, it's really turned into quite the uh, quite the event. So I think that'd be something. Just give Emily a call. Say, hey, how would you like my services? And she makes enough money yeah. off that thing. She'll pay you. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be a fun event to cover too. I think it just happened recently, didn't it? Like yep. maybe a couple weeks ago. Yep, just yeah. a couple weeks ago, yeah. and a bunch of girls that I know. See, and what I do is I try to bring the girls into, like the Hohen sisters up in uh, Carlsbad. Their okay. father entered them in the Rebel Rally a couple years ago, and they didn't have a clue. I went to the meeting, yeah. and their eyes were as big around as road wheels, dude. They didn't have an, any idea what they were getting themselves into. And they've been in it a couple of different times. So, yeah, I think that would be great uh, just for the female racers in the world, for one thing. And I think it would be good yeah. just to, for the publicity uh, for, for Emily. Well, hey, man, you have become yeah. our new best friend. We are going to put you on the map. <laughs> we are going to talk about you whenever there is an opportunity. All you have to do is let us know when, where, and how people can go to Fishgistics, sign up. Yep. You're on YouTube. You're on uh, what Facebook. other social media platforms? Instagram and Facebook. All right. And it's just Fishgistics? Yep, F-I-S-H-G-I-S-T-I-C-S. Oh, my God. I spelled it correctly. You did a good job. I am impressed. I can't <laughs> even spell Smith. <laughs> Yeah. Well, see, I'm old. I'm older than you. I I've, I brought Ivan Stewart in, first Iron Man, oh, yeah. and I've had him on the show many a times. And and yes, and I'm you know the Ar- the Arcea Ar- brothers and the, the Vendelosas. I had them on when when Dad was old enough and the kid wasn't even old enough to drive. So I've been doing this yeah. a long time, and I'm like you. I love sharing stories, and I love getting you know these people out there that do the right thing. And super proud that you're able to do this, and I'm glad to know you. And this is going to be the beginning of a nice long relationship, and we're going to have some fun. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's it's always fun, you know, getting people excited about off road racing yeah. because it just uh, just helps everybody out. And you know, the best thing about off road racing, like we said earlier, is I, I've never been to any other form of racing where everybody literally wants to help everybody else, yeah. even their competitor at the race. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like people people need a part in Baja, and they will literally give you the part that they have for their truck if they don't need it yet. You know, yeah. it's just like, it's, it's really awesome that everybody knows that like, it's hard enough just to beat Baja and get to the finish line <laughs> or any off-road race that like, you know, if you can help somebody else out, it might be you that needs help next time, you know? Absolutely. So it, it is a pretty cool camaraderie with off-road racing. And that, that's what really uh, gets me excited about off-road racing. Well, and the other bonus too, is if once people get below TJ and uh, Takati, you're going to find the most beautiful country you've ever seen. You know, oh, it only gets better as you go more south. Yeah, yeah, way better, way better. I, one cute yep. story: I was in the Bay of L.A. We, we flew yep. in because I was announcing. I didn't get it. so. I flew into Bay of L.A. We go up to the little hotel and I checked in. And I says, "Where's my key?" She goes, "What do you need a key for?" 
She's just locked the, yeah. just locked the door <laughs> when you go in your room. Yeah. I said, oh, okay. She says, do you want any lunch? I says, yeah, how about a fish taco? She goes, okay. Jose! He goes out, gets in a boat, goes out, catches a fish, comes back, she cleans it, and I'm telling you, dude, it was the best taco I ever had in my life. So people should not be afraid of Mexico. There's good well, places you go, and there's other places you know you're not supposed to go, just like here in the yeah. States. Austin, you are yeah. the man. Take your wife and your buddy out to dinner. You got to do something for them. Come on. Yep. Oh, they get paid. <laughs> oh, they get paid. Okay. okay, you are the man. All right, buddy. Hey, we're going to let you go, and we will send you this show. You can do whatever you want to do right with on. it, but we can't thank yeah, you we'll enough. Awesome. Thank you. Right, Hope you had fun. All right. See you. All right, we're going to take a break. Thank you very much, Mark. Absolutely. You know, we don't even need Ron anymore. <laughs> All he wants to do is race. Yeah, poor guy's sick at the moment. Yeah, so, well, he's so going to get better. Him. After hearing this show, he's definitely going to want to come back <laughs> and take that chair. All right, folks, don't touch that dial. This was Scooty's UTV Performance Hour. Go check them out. This is FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.